beloved, you are now tuned in to Three Black Men, a podcast by three black men where we talk about theology, culture, and the world around us. The following content may not be suitable if you ain't real enough. Listener discretion is advised because real recognize real. Here's the hope when we look familiar. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast party, people. (laughs) My name is Robert. My name is Sam. And I am Trey. And we, hey, we're the three black men. (laughs) We are three black men. Yeah, we are nappy and happy, but we're here. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Um, mention nothing about no naps right now, bro. Right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. My gosh. Uh, First off, as we get started, I want to thank our Patreon community. Listen, some of y'all been rocking with us weeks on weeks. <laughs> some of y'all been years. Uh, and we just want to say thank you for the giving of your time, the yeah. giving of your comments, your encouragement. Thank you. Absolutely. So, thank you so much. We appreciate y'all. The real MVPs. Yeah, man. Truly indeed. <laughs> and so on the table, I want to talk about making a life for ourselves in this current season when we're overwhelmed. I, hey, how are we doing in that arena? <laughs> um, and, and the reason why I am bringing this topic to the table is I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> I just, me too transparent like this isn't me three uh, three yeah, yeah. Is three <laughs> black men overwhelmed three that's, right that's the name of this episode right here <laughs> three, <black laughs> three overwhelmed black men <laughs> yes so this isn't going to be uh aspirational on purpose this is going to be just a a real talk <laughs> so yeah, yeah, so give us a bit of your season right now. Where where are you? Uh, I guess I'll start first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I honestly don't know where I am. It's weird because um, <laughs> I text the group chat randomly sometimes, and I'm like, man, y'all don't – this doesn't feel like an, a weird season. Y'all not this, – this, it doesn't feel strange. Does this feel strange to y'all or – and of course, you know, everybody's like, well, yeah, I'm look, all of this is happening. Um, it's so it, it's hard to really put in words um, where I am. But from discovering things like about and going on a sort of like a health journey and um, between life, uh, Samaya started school for the first time. Uh, so now even our date, like my daily schedule is completely different. Um life kicking in car troubles different of like a whole lot of different stuff uh it's really hard to put in words where I am but I can say that um I'm really grateful for this space um that we have our group chat and our our Patreon also um like it we got some folks that really be dropping gems and 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 nuggets in there sometimes especially when we meet up um but it's just been a really weird time. Uh, I've been trying to really find my bearings and really grasp uh, 
a managing um just really more so just I I I guess now just between me and my therapist it's more so just managing where I am wherever I'm at just managing it uh so that I can still be the best person I can um and so one of the things that I've find myself doing is just trying to like um making sure I'm taking care of myself um and that's really been hard because of the space uh this time that I'm in but and so it looks differently um but it makes me a lot more appreciative of the time that I do get to myself um my devotional time and those things so yeah man it's it's just a lot going on yeah. Life happens in, in seasons and rhythms for me often. And right now I'm in a pretty fast paced rhythm, you know, on church, on the job. I've taken on a new role recently, which came with new responsibilities, new expectations, a new mandate, a new learning curve for me, in all honesty. At the same time that I'm working towards my first book, uh, being released in January of next year and all of that requires, which has been a very exciting process. Process, And because of the way I went about doing this, it's been a very hands-on process for me, um, learning a whole lot about myself, about this business, and all this stuff. Um, and at the same time, you know, I got three kids who do not care what I have going on. They still got a life to live and, and I ain't mad at them for it. But all of that stuff be happening. Life happens and it's not even... Like, of course, life happens in the sense that, you know, I, I had some car troubles a while ago, too, and unexpected cost and expenses, stuff, stuff that adds stress to life. But I can't say I'm in a bad place right now. I'm just overwhelmed. Life is happening at a pace uh, that is quite a bit higher than I like it to. Yeah, I like the way you put that. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, I don't know that... <clears throat> For me, so this isn't a rebuttal to Trey. I think when I'm overwhelmed, I consider that bad. Whether there's good overwhelm or it's bad overwhelm, overwhelm when I feel short-circuited. Because I, Trey and I have talked about this. There can be overwhelm where it's like, there are so many good things happening in your life. And you're just like trying to, you know, Pokemon, got to catch them all. I don't like that feeling. I'm sorry. I don't... <laughs> um, I like lying down beside green pastures, but that's oh, yeah. me. <laughs> I, yeah. don't, I don't like yeah. even it's, unless it's like you just won one billion dollars. That's the kind of overwhelm. That's the I only need that overwhelm. <laughs> <laughs> overwhelm me, Lord. Uh, <laughs> spirit of the living God. Um, <laughs> so, other than that, I think I just don't like feeling dysregulated or when I can't handle things. That's just me. I mm -hmm. feel out of control. Which ties into how I feel. I uh, started a PhD program. And after a summer that was set on fire by hell <laughs> itself, um, it was really hard for me. And I spent most of the summer depressed and carving out a life in the midst of severe depression. And I don't like how I even entered into this uh, false space. Um because I felt all summer that I was not firing on all cylinders and what people were asking of me was more than I could give. So starting a PhD program, working two jobs, 
trying to do podcasts. Um, and a lot of these things are good over well. I mean, not the second job. I like my job as co-director with the organization. But anyways, there's not yeah, here. Yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> my second job. Uh, my, let me not. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Lord, only you know. Um, <laughs> but um and then even just getting used to being in a new whole new rhythm. Yeah. A whole new place to live. I have felt my anxiety be through the roof more often than not. Um, I've had a few flare-ups of my uh condition here. And all in all, I just feel like I'm behind the ball with something, you know, whether it's an expectation from a loved one and missing mm -hmm. that, missing a text message, missing an email, missing, you know, showing up for someone in a particular way. Um, or like, we have a paper due this Thursday. <laughs> um, it has felt... Challenging will be an understatement. <laughs> yeah. um, and most of these things I can't quit, you know, because I'm mm. a big proponent of things overwhelming you. Feel free to quit anything <laughs> to get your peace. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's where I am, honestly, mm. truthfully, in this this time. Yeah, that makes sense. And I hear you because, like you said, I, I, didn't, I didn't feel as though that, that were rebuttal or anything. But even hearing like how you arrive at that place and everything, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, and even as we understand and process these things differently, right? Because I think for me, a large part of it is that like I, I have journal entries going back from earlier this year when I was like, yo, I'm in a really good place. Things is dope. I'm feeling that peace. And one of the things I kept on reminding myself was to remember this feeling because I, I anticipate lives have life happening in waves and such. Right. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that has been sustaining me in this season and, and even feeling overwhelmed, feeling all right about it. Cause I know Rob, you and I had this conversation is that like, I I'm holding on to what was understanding that, um, if the Lord willing, it will be again, right? That the the still pastures or I mean, the still waters and green pastures and, and things of that nature. Like yeah. I look forward to that even as I uh, try to weather whatever storm, sunshine, however we want to paint that, that we're dealing with right now. But I understand that that is a, a personal disposition, right? Like that, yeah. a lot of that yeah. depends. I was going to say with something you were saying a moment ago is really... Uh, striking me uh mm -hmm. the different ways that we process yeah and handle being overwhelmed or yeah. even our outlook on it uh is interesting that we are diverse <laughs> yeah i yeah. experience and this isn't a pick on you trey i experience trey could literally have a million things moving I mean, the whole the, somebody could be tearing the club up in the background. <laughs> Trey, Trey will literally look at you in the face and be like, "Yeah, things are a little busy here, but you know, I'm good. I mean, I'm good." And I'm I'm looking at the background like Hulk is tearing up the city. You <laughs> <laughs> tear the club up, thugs yeah. out there, wilding, and you just and Trey, and Trey literally <laughs> house on fire. Things and he's like, Man. "Yeah, I'm handling," you know. You know, you, so, I mean, things are a little slimy, but you know, it's fine. You know, like, what's funny <laughs> is that like, so I'm, 
I'm an athlete in the way that I still like I relate a lot to athletics um and in Dr. Moss's book he talked about the um the beauty and the chaos or you know or it's not beauty and the chaos I can't think of the name of that chapter but basically like where how an athlete will take a moment that's chaotic and everything is moving around but because they've prepared because they have this ability to slow things around they or they had they have this ability to remain calm in the chaos that's what it is they mm -hmm. remain calm in the chaos everything like slows down for them and they're able to see things that most people wouldn't see and react to them before most people would be able to and that's really what separates like elite athletes from just like okay athletes and when you hear athletes saying oh well the game really slows down for me that's what they're talking about is that calm and the chaos where even though things can seem overwhelming there's this moment where in the middle like whether it be in the beginning the middle or the end where everything just slows down and it's just like nah this is all chaotic but it's familiar chaotic like i'm used to going through chaos yeah. Like th th there's a there's a level of calmness that I can carry through this chaos. Like that's really what I'd be trying to work towards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I it, yes, I agree with that. And and my tongue in cheek thing with Trey is not that he should yeah, yeah, yeah. be freaking out. Right. Like I just want to be like yeah. everyone. I, I think even highlighting it is that different dispositions handle yeah. overwhelm yeah. in different oh, yeah. ways. Right. And so I really resonate with what you're saying and how we go about mitigating. Yes. What we're yeah. going through, I think, is kind of yes. what you're speaking to. We handle that differently. Like, yeah. For, oh, yeah. for me, when I'm overwhelmed, um, and this could be looked at as positive or negative, I, mm -hmm. it's positive because it's helping me survive. Mm -hmm. um, but people experience it as negative. I do slow down and only concentrate on one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. Yes. which it's because of what you're saying. Like there's a lot of chaos. Mm -hmm. I can only focus on this foot in front of the other yeah. where that can hurt <laughs> others is how they experience my streamlining things. Mm -hmm. yeah. They can, yeah. people will experience me as you feel cold towards me. Mm -hmm. You aren't hitting me up like you used to. You seem like you're disinterested in others um, et cetera, et cetera. And for me, that's not what's happening. It's, I, I need to get through this game. <laughs> I just yeah. need to focus, right? <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. need to focus on something. But I've and heard a lot of people throughout my life because yeah. they experience that as a certain way, you know? And that's why I say it's legitimately enlightening to hear you process these things because like, yeah. the more, like not, not that I felt hurt in this season because I get it, life be going on. But as we understand how we go through these things, because mm -hmm. like one of the things I love that my therapist asks me on a regular basis near the beginning of every session is, okay, how can I best support you through this? Where do you best need support? And one of the things that I prioritize, it sounds nebulous. I'm like, okay, I just need to feel at peace in, in such a situation. And the retort is usually, okay, what does that look like for you? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times for me, like Rob, you, you got the illustration of hope tearing up the city behind me and I'm just chilling, whatever. Like I've literally rationalized my mind. Okay, let's say I got more active. What can I do to stop hope from tearing up the city? And if the answer is nothing, then I'm gonna just chill. Hope gonna be tearing up the city regardless, you know? And that's a lot of times how I end up dealing with being overwhelmed is that I do not always expect a level of perfection or production for myself that I can't see a path toward. Right. Mm. so if a lot is going on and i have all these things on my plate what can i do 
I'll do that and all the rest of the stuff. Like even if it still looks chaotic, I'm going to prioritize my piece because should I get frazzled, I'll be doing even less than I am right now, right? And that's one of the things that I had to like allow to tide me through situations like this. Mm. But then the other part about that is that I'm always looking for opportunities for breaks and rest in the middle, even the more hectic things get, oh, the more the more 15 minute breaks I'm taking in the middle of that work session. Because one thing you're not going to have me do is, is get lost in that. And with that being said, I think right now is as good a time as any for us to take a break for our sponsors. Uh, whatever that, uh, who's sponsoring us this week? I, I, uh, naps and, and water is going to be our sponsor. So... <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Camille Hernandez, and I am the author of the upcoming book, The Hero and the Whore. The book is about reclaiming healing and liberation through the stories of sexual exploitation survivors in the Bible. And the reason why I wrote this book was because when it comes to deconstruction, people aren't really talking about sexual violence and sexual exploitation in a way that embraces nuance, but names healing and also recognizes the labor that women of color, that queer people, that marginalized people do in order for all of us to pursue collective healing and liberation. I wrote this book to create a trauma-informed approach to reading scripture and also to be able to see my story and the stories of my siblings, of my kin, of my people honored, supported, and valued. And if you're interested in purchasing this book, you can buy it wherever books are sold. Thanks so much. All right, everybody, we are back from break. And I want to ask a question. I have a couple questions, but I'll start with one is when you are feeling overwhelmed, not just regular everyday life, because that, you know, life be overwhelming. But when you feel yeah. in an in oppressed space, what do you feel like you need during those times? It, so I'll, I'll say this, um, because I said something about how Trey handles overwhelm. Some of the times with Samuel um samuel goes numb ghost um and so trey won't even classify his thing as overwhelmed he'll just name the things and i'm like okay <laughs> you're overwhelmed sir samuel <laughs> knows he's overwhelmed <laughs> we just will hear from him in like a month yeah uh, so when these times happen what and it's okay if you feel like you are still evolving with what you need, right? So what is it? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Uh, and I think that question, like it is evolving or the answer to that is evolving. Mm. Um, right now, uh, I'm still at a place where when I'm overwhelmed, I have to name it. Like I, I have to complain about it, whatever you want to call it, but I have to name it. Um, I have like that if I don't it will sit and sit and sit and yeah um but that's so that's the first thing that I need um yeah uh I think after that I really just um I I think that's when I really need to lean more into my community um because once I do that I really kind of 
I don't know. I I used I used to feel bad for it, and that that was something that like I was working out like with my therapist. Like, why would I feel bad for like have, feeling like uh, I needed to name it out, name stuff out loud, right? Um, because it would get written off as complaining, um, I guess. And and so now I think um, I need to lean more into to I need to not go ghost. I need to to keep the normal day-to-day like communal operations and investment and relationships that I've that I have established uh, I really think I need to lean more into that um, because where I thought what I would need it with space that would just be like eventually it was some just depending on I guess the nature like who it was I sometimes would never even circle back so I need to lean more into to my community just for the love and you know what I'm saying? Um, just to keep that open think, lines of communication. I think it's also on a, you know, and then Trey, you can answer the question, but I think it's important to say that leaning into community is easier said than done and how we do it yeah, when yeah. we're overwhelmed, there is no manual for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think that that can lead to further dissonance is because who do we like what person do we ask what of who can handle us complaining right who can I trust yeah Yeah. versus somebody you can love and trust but you're like no that's not a good person for me to vent to (laughs) so and I used to go ghost um I still do many ghosts but I used to peace out I'm ashamed but it might take me two years to get back to you um I dig it so, yeah. I don't know if it's ever taken me that long, but I like I get it. It has uh, <laughs> no, for me. Actually, probably, I think the longest was three years. But yeah, Trey, <laughs> what do you need <laughs> when you're? Yeah, I'm checking because I think right now I have uh, the the alert just went away, but I got like 60, 70 something unread text messages right now, um, and and I don't I don't necessarily feel bad about it. Uh, it just it's a it's a thing because one of the things that I need to do when I'm overwhelmed. And I'll start by saying, like, we talk about leaning in the community. I recognize that that's a weakness of mine. Like, I'm not very good at doing that because I do not, I don't want to say I don't trust. I I don't feel like I can expect uh, that of people all the time, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I would much rather not place that expectation before people than place that expectation expectation for people and lead them to feel like I'm being disappointed when it's not met because in my mind like I do a whole lot of rationalization ahead of time everybody's going through something right and I I try not to fault people for doing what they need to do to take care of themselves as they're going through something even if that means that me and my needs or me being overwhelmed can't be prioritized and so what happens then is that I end up doing what I need to do to prioritize myself with the understanding that I cannot be of service to the people who are leaning on me and depending on me if somebody's not taking care of me, even if that person mm. has to be me. And so um, I'll bring up that thing about like, oh, I have these many unread text messages because at the end of the day, like I can't be all things to all people at all times. Yeah. Um, and and so there, there are times I don't mean to say that I'm sitting there ignoring everybody, even though y'all know that my communication slips sometimes in our group chat, even as we're trying to strategize and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, my bad. But there's times when straight up there are more present things like, oh, if I don't respond to this right now, then this doesn't get done. And then my actual job and livelihood are in jeopardy. Right. 
so in my mind, that's already been prioritized and it may not seem fair to everybody, but I think that what I require in seasons when I'm feeling overwhelmed is the understanding that Trey is doing what Trey needs to do to survive so that he can be here for us in the long run, even if not in the short term. I, I respect that, brother. I think for me, um, <clears throat> I, I, I my needs and desires are evolving uh, to Sam's point. Uh, And based upon my evolution as a person, who I am today is not who I was a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. The, the spaces that I thought I need, I don't need anymore. And I knew do need other things. Right. So I think the biggest thing that I need when I'm overwhelmed is, is to be reminded of who I am. I, uh, ooh, that got me emotional. <laughs> but I, I think I spend a lot of time overthinking and a lot of time giving of myself to make other people feel good about themselves. And when I'm overwhelmed, that's kind of something that I lose track of, I lose focus of. And so, um, I'm already beating myself up for, because those, those text messages for me represent um, the love and the needs of others. And so for me, those do stress me out. Uh, They do overwhelm me in addition to whatever it is I am feeling. And so feeling like that I'm dropping the ball with multiple people, right? If I have like a hundred text messages, text messages, a hundred emails, that represents all of these things that I'm not getting to, which short circuits me. And so ways uh, that people can remind me to come home to myself, as Dr. Tama Bryant puts it, that means the world to me. And that may look like words of affirmation. That may look like, man, you seem overwhelmed today. Like, um, you know, what do you need or um, anything that reminds me I am more than just a doer Um, (laughs) because I think people often rely on me for my skills. And so I need that. I need the affirmation that of who I am as a person. And uh, yeah, that's a pain spot for me (laughs) is dropping the ball in multiple areas uh, when I feel overwhelmed. Uh, I am always going to prioritize what I need, but there's so much turbulence along the way that I can't really enjoy it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I think um, to to you, you just said something about um, not being able to enjoy what you need, right? Like, yeah. uh, and I was listening to Trey too, like just listening to, to, to both of y'all and realizing like just the different perspective of like it's so weird because in so like in so many ways like y'all give me so much to kind of aspire to to be like right like when I think about hope I'm like you know what this it would be hopeful to be like over you know near them in this area um or you know and just to have like listening to Trey just to have the confidence to be like 
brother, I can control, I control. You can get mad at me for not controlling, not being able to control that other stuff. But I still ain't gonna be able to control it. And being and you know, and just being confident with that and being cool with like the hope tearing up the city. But me, you know, I think me and Rob are more alike to where like we we have to name it. Like, no, you you see the hope is tearing this stuff down. Like, how am I supposed to fix this? Yeah. Um, and then, you know with rob like there can be so many different hopes with so many different you know so many different people or so many different things like the way you um truly covet right like your relationships and um how you treat how you see just people's um reaching out to you the way you hold that so dear to you right like those are things that i also want but like i'm like you know, I, I I want, I'm trying to find a balance, right, between coveting those relationships and honoring and valuing those people and being like, listen, you need me, I need you, but at the same time, hope tearing up the city, right, and so, like, I need y'all to understand I have to prioritize right now, right, yeah. like, you know, um, so just hearing these, you know, hearing y'all's two perspectives, man, I, I really appreciate, especially Rob, you know, and Trey with y'all's vulnerability, um, Y'all giving me some stuff to kind of go back to my therapist with, man. I appreciate that. Real talk. I, I don't think, yeah. like, I don't think there's anybody alive right now who's taught me more about how to handle being overwhelmed than Rob has. And I don't even know if you, you know that, Rob, because um, one of the things that sticks out to me is the kindness that you show. You're always checking in, like, yo, are yes. you overwhelmed? How can we support you? And sometimes, like, hey, maybe we put this on the back burner, like, oh, maybe we don't do an episode this week. This isn't that serious. This can wait and all those things. And that's inspiring to me. I think that kindness is a necessary prescri prescription for being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Now, where I end up with that is I cannot depend on people being kinder to me than I am willing to be with myself mm. right because I cannot expect to be kinder to people than I am willing to be to myself and I say that me personally that's the yeah, way yeah. my mind works and I recognize that particularly with y'all I've noticed this about mm. you because we also carry a, a, another major difference in that you two um both of y'all this is a similarity that, that y'all share are far more concerned and anxious about being misunderstood by others than I am, right? Mm. A lot of that confidence that you just talked about me carrying, Sam, comes with the fact that I just trust myself to be an effective enough, like, communicator. Like, I'm just going to put me out there and whatever you receive is what you receive. I don't do too much worrying about how it is received because I, mm. I trust that it's going to get done right, right? And I know that's, that's a fundamental difference between us. So a lot of times my emphasis is placed on, okay, how do I show myself kindness? Because in showing myself kindness, I'm then able to extend that same kindness and grace mm -hmm. to other people as they are overwhelmed. And that is a fundamental like difference in the way our mind works. Whereas you two are very much more wired to, okay, they are overwhelmed. How can I help them? Right? Like, as I'm explaining this, it sounds as though I'm more self-centered. And I guess in a technical sense, I am. It's just the yeah. way my mind works and, and processes through life. Where um y'all are y'all are honestly empaths, both of both of you. Um, and it's not to say that I don't have empathy, but just the way that we yeah, traverse yeah. the world is a little bit different. Yeah. And I think that um 
even when we talked about it at the top of the show, Rob, how even being overwhelmed with good things feels bad to you because um, you you want to be there for people in 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 a way, and I'm not gonna say in a way that I don't want to be there for people, but our locus, uh, the the lens through which we view that desire is fundamentally different. Right? It's mm-hmm. al- it's almost an inverted lens, and I think that like when we talked about what leaning into community looks like, it is the source of that kindness that we're all looking for whether that's an intrinsic thing, whether that's an extrinsic thing, or whether it's just a thing that we all sharing. Mm. But I think one of the critical things for us to grapple with and wrestle with wherever we find it, wherever that thing is sourced for us and how we receive the world is where can we find kindness in the middle of our being overwhelmed? And that's where we got to lean into. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say one thing on community and then ask you a question. about your spiritual lives i think on that thread of uh leaning into community i something that i have had to continually evolve in is managing my expectations accordingly and learning Mm -hmm. how to trust those around me uh when i was younger i was a naive person and so i spread myself out among like and assuming the benefit of the doubt uh, <laughs> shout out to the og episode yeah, yeah. first one episode yes. and i just gave the benefit of the doubt that not only did everyone have my best intentions in mind but also that the way that they would help me would be natural to them and what i have had to let go of is expectations on people to show up in the way that I show up. Mm. That is easier said than done. I think um, I have put so much strain in my life on people who genuinely love me, Mm. but they could not show up in the ways that I needed. And so I had an all or nothing type of reality. I think because I'm always seeking to evolve in the way that I understand the situation and the way that I've, uh, am in the life of people, it would rock me when people would say, oh, this is this is just me. This is my personality. I'm like, I, you can change though. <laughs> just, yeah. like, you know, it's like, you know, I'm just yeah. not the friend that you can vent with. Oh. Mm. And I would think then that you can't be my friend. You can't be a loved one, but that's not true. Some of the people who love us most, they actually cannot show up in the ways that we need, either because of their own brokenness, their own fears, their own, you know, their own overwhelm. And it's it's almost cruel to demand then that they show up in the way that I'm I'm asking. Right. They can't. Some people now some people can and they won't. And that's a whole different conversation (laughs) they can do that act of kindness to trace point um but they got you know they won't and so okay that's different and also i realized that some people have hurt me so much over the years that my not placing the burdens on my community is me just deflecting from the pain and the wound that i still carry Mm -hmm. and and I don't want to be vulnerable again. So it's not true that I'm more mature. I'm not going to allow you to hurt me again. So I'm not going to ask you to show up for me. Well, maybe that's something different. I, <laughs> yeah. So that I, 
that's a wound that needs to be healed in order to move forward in love. So thoughts on that. Um, And then how do y'all, last question I have for y'all is how does your spiritual life play into this overwhelming space season? So community and or spiritual life. Yeah. um, So with community, uh, I, f- I find um, that I think it is really that that kindness um, that y'all were kind of speaking about that we really are looking for that, I, that, that that's what I'm the kindness and peace um, and not even like so okay so I realized that I process emotions pretty slow right? Like, that's why I have to name them out loud. I That's just me, right? Like, I'm neurodivergent. I process emotions pretty slow. And so there's literally, like, my brain, I really have to work through um, my myself. And I've, I've had to learn to say out loud, listen, I, I can hear that this is what you need from me right now, but I don't have that in this moment. But I'm going to get there. Right. And I've had to do that with Kwani, like just because like I, my uh, my ability to process emotions will be a little slower. So so one of the things that I really needed from community is is like that understanding is like, yo, OK, so he not going to he's not going to he may not be with us like we all move past it. He's still like but we like we're still going to love him, support. You know what I'm saying? Um and so that's, I guess, really kind of like the community kindness thing, you know what I'm saying, that I, that I was for. As far as my spirituality, I've learned to lean into that a lot more um, in these times. Uh, I find it's really I like a, there are some, and I don't know if... <laughs> I don't know if it's the nostalgia behind some of the older songs that like we used to sing when I was in church, uh, when I was a boy. Um, but there's just, there's a piece sometimes with these older um, songs, um, older hymns, hymns like down at the cross. Um, uh, there, there's, I, I, I can't really explain, but that just really just helps to kind of settle me so that I can, or center me so that I can really be who I need to be, right, for in this moment or wherever. So um, that's really where I am with my spirituality and how, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. When it comes to community, to answer your first question, Rob, I think it's important to recognize the various ways that we've connected to or failed to connect with community throughout life. So as I was listening to your question i think part of my realization was like literally just now naming this for myself Mm. is that one of the reasons i look to myself for kindness primarily is because i can remember a time when i felt as though i was the only person i could count on yeah and that's something that i've carried with me um even as i've endeavored to become a more mature person like there's always this this thing in the back of my mind that says, oh, I'm the only person. At the end of the day, even though I, I believe in community, I'm, I'm in there like swimwear, but I'm the only person I can count on. Uh, 
that's why I look at myself as the ultimate source that I then share with people, right? Um, and that's not to say it's the healthiest way. It's just something that is important for me to wrestle with and grapple with as I continue to to seek to grow as a person and evolve as a person. Mm. Uh, and that kind of ties into my second point. We talk about spiritual life. It's one of these things I have to wrestle with as a, as a person who was consistently evaluating not only my faith, my theological beliefs, and my relationship with my sacred texts. One of the reasons that I spend so much time in the Bible on a daily basis is because I'm captivated by stories and their ability to orient a people in general. I'm still fascinated by that. I still, uh, Rob, you've had a chance to to look at my, my, my book coming out and I weave stories into how I'm relaying theological problems and everything, because I think that stories are one of the best ways to communicate to people. It's one of the primary ways that Jesus communicates these eternal truths through stories, through parables even. And so when I'm in these seasons of feeling overwhelmed, one of my spiritual practices is to think of my life as a story and that I am in the middle of writing a new story. So this being overwhelmed is a truth, but it is not the truth. The truth is still being written, right? And so I get to imagine what is on the other side or how this story, how this chapter concludes. Because remember, I, I started out by saying like, oh, I remember what I felt like in the good times because I'm gonna need that to sustain. Like, yeah. I, I imagine what what is on the other side of me being overwhelmed. And that is a grounding and centering practice for me in times of feeling overwhelmed. Um, it gives me something to shoot for when I'm imagining what's on the other side of this. Say, okay, if I could just hold on a little bit longer, then this possibly awaits me, you know? Yeah, I will close with the thought that for me, spirit, spiritually, I try to find God in like hidden places i have this prayer that i've been praying for years like you know i want to find beauty in unexpected places and hidden places and i think the more overwhelmed i feel the more that that prayer is living <laughs> like i need just a little bit of beauty i also yeah. pray this prayer like you know god find a way to lift my head up today right and i'm seeking god in small ways I have a habit of seeking God in the morning, et cetera, et cetera. But I need the, those unexpected <laughs> um, rows coming up from the concrete type situations uh, for me. So amen and amen. We are going to continue this conversation on Patreon for now. <laughs> Patreon.com slash three black men. Amen. Amen. We appreciate you rocking with us for another episode of Three Black Men. Here's the part of the show where we ask a favor from you. Now, earlier I mentioned a couple of ways that you can support us by joining our community over at patreon.com slash three black men. We have multi-tiered support options and you can get bonus content. If you don't want to do that, you can submit a one-time contribution by finding us on PayPal at threeblackmenpodcast at gmail.com. But we ain't here to tap your pockets. Here's a few ways that you can help us out without spending a single dime. You can stop what you're doing right here, right now, and make sure that you've left us a review and a rating. Don't just give us the five stars. Go ahead and write out how much you love this show and tell everybody about it. Do it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you at. Make sure you leave that rating and a review, and that's going to help even more people join the fun over here. 
Thank you so much. I knew God loved you for some reason. <laughs>